Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. I'm not a holiday man. I don't do no holidays, none. I have a right, according to the scriptures, that no man judge you in any holiday and feast. I only do the Sabbath, nothing else. (coughs) I don't do the Thanksgiving. That's a lie. I don't do the Halloween. That's demonic. I don't do the Christmas trees. That's that's forbidden in the Bible. Put that in your house, Jeremiah 10. I do Veterans Day. And respect all fallen soldiers. We are in a society where there is a lot of vast information going out. We are in a society where born again spirit filled Christians can be deceived by the devil. Now, I got to go here because I really don't go here, but this encounter that I had for the past seven years with Christians have taught me something. Born-again Christians will put their faith in Donald J. Trump, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, whoever. I don't vote for none of them. But they put their faith in this. And then they wonder why they don't have any peace. Look around. It doesn't take that much, that much time for you to look around and see what is going on in this society that we live in. Hurricanes are increasing. Ozone layer halfway depleted. You got violence in the earth. You go to the grocery store and you get a couple of items, $40, where it is a couple of years ago, $35, $40, which could last me a whole week and buy some, some food. We are being pressed into this society. And there are stress levels in everything today, feeding your children, putting a roof over your head is quite expensive. But where's your faith? You know, what puzzled me and what has brought this sermon about, I was on the phone, and these Trump supporters, oh, have mercy, I feel sorry for them, have trusted in this man Who's not even saved? Who are you trusting in today? Your pastor? You ain't supposed to trust him. You're supposed to trust the Lord. Respect him, honor him, but don't trust him. Bible don't tell us to trust nobody. Why we? Why we want to trust people more than God? Well, I don't trust nobody but the Lord. Through my experience, being a Christian. There's only one person, and this is going to be so easy. And the reason why I'm changing my sermons 
is because I have a lot of babies, and I normally go scripture after scripture and can do that, but I have to make adjustment according to the Spirit of God. There are so many people that don't even know the Bible that has joined this broadcast that I'm trying to make it so simple to get them walking, the babes in, in Christ. So this is going to be very, very simple and easy to understand. In the scriptures of the book of Psalms, 118, verse 8 and verse 9, tells us something. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, your word says in 1 John 1, 9, which is my favorite scripture, if we confess our fault, he is just and able to forgive us for all of our sins. I ask that you forgive us for all of our sins. We take this time and opportunity to confess our sins before you now. Lord, we thank you that our sins have been forgiven and washed into the sea of forgiveness, Psalms 103, 11, and 12. I give honor to you. I bind every satanic force that would block the hearer. I come up against the spirit of slumber, deaf, dumb, mute demon that would block people from understanding. Holy Ghost, use me as your oracle to make this so simple. Even a child can understand it. The simplicity of Christ is what you taught me through, Dr. Derek Prince. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Psalms 118 verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. There are a lot of Christians, and I got to ride the, 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 the Republican state whooping wagon right now. A slave war, Republican. Some of you Christians put your trust in Donald Trump. Some of you Christians put your trust in Joe Biden. Some of you Christians put your trust in whoever, the Pope or whatever. I don't put my trust in no one. No human being. Human beings will fail. All human beings are sons of bastards, which are from Adam and Eve. We're all rebels. The only way we can be converted is through Jesus Christ and his word, that the word cleanse us, and God gives us regeneration in our heart and change. It's going to take the power of God for him to give you grace to do this. Tell a person's name because they have to protect their privacy. But it took me seven years for one Christian, seven years to get this individual to see that he's been bewitched by trusting Donald J. Trump. We prophesied at Live Deliverance Internet Radio that he was a gangster. 
I told you that seven years ago. I used to be a gangster, but I ain't never get caught as Rico. Why am I pounding Trump so hard in politics? And that's where y'all going. God didn't tell you to trust in them. The Bible tells us don't trust in no human being. Psalms 118 verse 8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. I'm not doing it. People tell me, well, we're so see. Let me pray about it. Every time I hear somebody say they're going to pray about it, they're not praying about it. They, <laughs> they're really trying to get a way out of it and say that to hope you can switch the conversation because there's something in there that they don't want to deal with. So I, I done been around this rodeo. I get calls all over the world. The Bible also says in Psalms 118, verse 9, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes and a woman and people. <clears throat> God does not want us to put our trust in nothing but in his word. God's word is the only thing that's going to be able to survive throughout time. Heaven and earth shall pass, but his word's not going nowhere. Why is it that we confess to be Christians but don't trust the word? Why is it? I notice most Christians call me, and when they're talking to me, it's something that they want God to do for them. Would you trust God if you was doing the trial and tribulation like Job? Would you trust him? Would you trust the Lord under persecution? Would you trust him? Circumstances that we in, it happens for a reason. All things work together for good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose and his will. When a trial come across our way, we back up. We don't want to go through a trial. If you don't go through a trial, how is it that God can, <coughs> excuse me, strengthen you and teach you how to trust him? How? None of us want to go through a trial. I remember Pastor Wayne before he passed away. Boy, he was he preached that sermon. Man, I didn't want to hear that. And the reason why I didn't want to hear it, because it wasn't giving me something that I want from God. We have to trust God in some serious, serious circumstances. We're having a telethon. I have to trust in the Lord. To bring income, I can't trust in anybody that's listening to me. I don't know no. I, I, I mean, I know certain people that that hears, but I can't trust them. I have to trust God, and we have to trust His Word and allow His Word to make a working in us. But if we don't allow God to correct us, we'll never be able to trust Him. In First Peter chapter one, verse six, the Bible says, "Wherein." Ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, 
if needed be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, ye believe in. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Now, most Christians that I have encountered don't know how to trust God because they have not allowed God to put them in a situation for correction. Let me say this again. Most Christians, they're talk the good talk and walk, but when it's time for God to chasten them and correct them, they leave. Do you know that the devil wants you to get mad at God? And leave and backslide and get all upset. Do you know that he wants you to be soulish? A person, I may forget to call somebody. And boy, do they start lashing out at me. Lord, so that's soulish. We ride on our emotions too much. Emotions has nothing to do with faith. Matter of fact, emotion stirs up the soul, which is opposite of faith. Would you let God create in you the desire to trust him? That has to be created. You have to make corrections. That doesn't come overnight. I have to trust the Lord for paying these bills every month. And I've been doing it for 15, 16 years, and I'm still going to trust him. I don't depend on people. God does not want us to depend on Nobody but his word. Now, the problem that I see is people don't want God to put them through situations and changes in order for them to develop to trust him. Now, I'm going to do this in a little different way because it's not going to be the way you think it is because the Holy Spirit is preparing this, and I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say or how that I'm going to say it. But the Holy Ghost will teach me at the hour what I need to say. Luke twelve eleven. I just had a good nap. I've studied the Word, but I had to write everything. I don't have to do that. Follow the Holy Ghost. And this is what God wants you to do. I'm not perfect by no means. But I stay under grace. I constantly ask God to forgive me. And I have been in a position here where I got no choice but to trust the Lord. <laughs> I, I remember a time I would say, okay, well, I'm, I'm short of some money. I go out here and cut four, five, nine, ten, eleven yards. Well, I'm 62. I have pins in my back. And uh, it's hard to bend the way I used to bend over because of the amount of uh, pins that's in my vertebrae. I have pins in my vertebrae. When we allow God's discipline, he can straighten out areas in our life 
that cause us not to trust in him. The problem is we won't yield, not all, but the majority will not yield totally to God. We have a misconception of Christianity. Everything in America that's based on Christianity has tagged itself with financial accounts for money. The Lord said he'll meet your needs, Philippians 4.19, but you got to believe that. Now, if you don't believe that, you're going to be in some trouble. You have to mix faith with you studying the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's one developmental way to increase your faith if you're not trusting the Lord. You have to hear it. Some of us need to re-backtrack ourselves and allow the Lord to straighten up our problems who have uh, strayed into the spirit of error. And that's in First John 4, 6. And many Christians who supported Trump, they don't, you, you can't even talk to them now. They don't want to talk about it. They want to just brush it off. But you're, 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 you, you voted for them. You're going to show what you eat. Whatsoever man sow it, you got to weave it back. And God wants us totally surrendered to him so that we can learn how to trust the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 6, it says, For where, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. When you get strong meat of the word, you should be able to trust the Lord and not have these problems, and I'm talking about for babes who haven't been walking with the Lord a long time. Some of you have been walking out 13, 14 years, 15, 16, 17 years, and still acting the same as the way you acted before you first got saved. I know a person took 18 years to learn deliverance and still don't learn it. 18. What is this that's causing people to miss it so much? There's a lack of discipline in your life. And what happens is when you read the Bible, there's no change because you don't believe. So you're just reading it but not understanding it or not getting a revelation. When you read the word, it is a faith thing to read and to apply. That builds up your faith. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. To mix our faith in what we read. And sometimes I notice that 
when God gives us a scripture, we don't want to deal with, with certain things. You can't take certain things out of the Bible. We're talking about trusting in him. We're talking about allowing him to chasten us, to get us to trust him. Trust, that has to be taught. I know that I didn't know how to trust the Lord. I was Roman Catholic. I ain't never heard no sermon about trusting in the Lord. It's a basic sermon. Not really. It's a sermon that we have to live and stand on throughout our Christianity because if you don't have faith, you can't cast out demons. If you don't have faith, you're in sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin, Romans fourteen twenty three. Anything that's not of faith is sin. But God wants us to trust him. You know, I'm noticing it's not the Lord that's the problem. It's us. Romans 14, 23 says, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So if you're not trusting in the Lord, you're in sin. And there's a lot of people that's not trusting in God. The first trial and tribulation come. You ready to quit. You ready to get mad at God. Well, why are you getting mad at God? God, God has nothing to do with it. But you don't get mad at the devil, but you get mad at God. Then you get mad at the anointed man or the anointed woman that tells you something that you don't want to hear. Since I've been doing deliverance, the Lord has been telling me that people here at live deliverance, when they do deliverance, he tells me to teach them the Sabbath. Give them time to understand it. And they don't want to do the Sabbath, then you, I can't do no deliverance for you. Go somewhere else because it's sin. You don't want to obey God with that? How can you obey him with other things? The just... Habakkuk 2, 4 says, live by faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo, and the burning fire, that was not easy. They, they lived on meat. Some of you don't know how to trust the Lord because you haven't been trained by the Lord. You won't let the Lord chasten you and correct you to teach you how to trust in him. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the word of God says, wherefore, Seeing we are also compassed about with so great of a cloud of a witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, who's the author and the finisher of our faith? Jesus. He's the author and the finisher. If you don't go through trials, you don't know what you're made of. I just trust the Lord. I trust him, and I don't allow my eyes, my emotion, my fleshly mind to start reacting when the trial's coming because you're going to miss it. You're going to go right back into sin. Are we really looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down now at the right hand of the throne of God? 
God can do it if we would let him chasing us to teach us and to correct us in the things of God. But we won't let him. This is why some of you have having problems trusting in the Lord. For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. He have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortations which speaketh unto you as unto, unto children. My son, not thou, the chastening of the Lord. Most Christians don't do that. They don't want no chastening. They don't want no discipline. They don't want the Lord to deal with them and to correct them in the things of God to strengthen your relationship with him, but yet you call on him. And that's, to me, double-minded. For whom the Lord loveth, he chaseth and scorched every son whom he received. Scourged. 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 The definition of scourged. Wow. Past tense, scourged. Cause great suffering, affliction. Well, Pastor, what that got something to do with me trusting in the Lord? God tested Job. If he would have tested you like that, would you trust God? See, what I'm trying to show you is that your trust is based on him exchanging something for you to give you something. That's not trusting in the Lord. And if you don't get it, you act as a, as a baby. God has to put us in scenarios for us to see really where our faith at. Now, he says in Ezekiel 11.5, I know everything in your mind. So that it's not that he don't know it, but if you don't know where your faith at, you should allow him to chasten you, to correct you, so that you can stand your ground. Hebrews 12.7, if ye endure chastening, If ye endure chastening, what is chastening? We're talking about trust in the Lord. Well, Pastor, what this got something to do with trust in the Lord? It got a whole lot to do with it. If God has to put you in simulations to teach you to trust Him, go back to Hebrews twelve five. And ye have forgotten the exhortations which spoken unto you as unto, as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Several facts about God's discipline of believers in the hardship and troubles. He allowed us to suffer. They are a sign that we are God's children. And most of you don't want that sign. Now, a third of the listening audience I've noticed are under Creflo Dollar. 
Titty Jakes, Joe Osteen, Fever Thompson. I don't know what kind of gospel is that because I don't listen to none of that. I'm not a storyteller. I'm a Bible teller. Several facts about God's discipline of believers and the hardships and troubles he allows us to suffer. One, there are a sign that we are God's children. Do you really believe that? Two, there are an assurance of God's love and concern for us. While you're going through the trial and tribulation, you don't even see that. I just want to get out. I'm tired of this. And you start getting mad at God and it's time to bless and get ready to come. You fail. Then you go backslide. The Lord's discipline has two purposes, that we might not be finally condemned with the world. That's why he's doing this for us. He don't want us to be condemned with the world. He tells us to come out of the world, come out from among them, and be separate, say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. That's the world, Second Corinthians six seventeen. But if God doesn't correct you and chasten you, it's impossible for you to trust the Lord. I don't, you, you can't, you got to go through training. It wasn't easy overnight for me to trust in law for $1,000 every month, and I don't know where it's coming from. I can't say what Brother Joe Blow he's going to give today. Brother Joe Blow could lose his job. I'm just using a name as an illustration. I can't say, well, this person, they, they, they tithe all the time. I depend on, I can't depend on none of that but the Lord. You can't depend on your job. You can't depend on others. You have to totally depend on the Lord and allow God to put you through circumstances to train you where you're apt to be able to sustain yourself in the evil day. That's trusting the Lord. The Lord discipline has two purposes that we might not be finally condemned with the world. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one through 32. And that we might share God's holiness and continue to live sanctified life without which we will never see the Lord. You should be grateful that God is putting you through a trial of tribulation so you can see the Lord. There's a price for eternal life. And this gospel, this other gospel, the tiptoe through the tulips, most people are affiliated with highly favored, blessed, and, the, you know, um, uh, everything is blessed on God. Just giving you things like you've just been so obedient. And most of you have been bastards. Away from God, but yet believe in God. That's, that's sad. I see this a lot. For you to be a born-again Christian and trusting in any other thing besides the Lord, I, I challenge your Christianity tonight. There are two possible consequences of the Lord's discipline. We may endure the hardship God leads us through, submit to God's will, and continue to remain faithful no matter what. Can you do that tonight? See, your Christianity is not based on how much money God gives you. They ain't nowhere in the Bible. By doing this, we will continue to live as God's spiritual children and share his holiness. 
it will yield the fruits of righteousness. We may despise the discipline of our Father, rebel against God because of sufferings, uh-oh, and hardship thereby fall away from God. Fall away from God. Lord, have mercy. God does not want us to fall away from him, but you will if you don't trust him. You will if you're stubborn. You will if you're rebellious. You will if you have a stiff-necked heart that resists the Holy Ghost, Acts 7, 51, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 8. You will. And you're wondering why you're not blessed. Then the devil gets you to look at somebody else's walk with God. Gets you spiritually jealous of them because you ain't doing what they're doing. As a price to pay for anything that's worth eternal life. <laughs> Under God's will, trouble may come. Let me say this again. Under God's will, troubles may come as a result of our spiritual warfare with Satan. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. As a test to strengthen our faith. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 to 7. Let's, let's look at that. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 to 7. Wherefore, he greatly rejoiced, though now, for a season, if needed be, in heaviness, through man's full temptation. He said, greatly rejoice. We don't do that. As a test to strengthen our faith and our work, as a preparation for us to comfort others and to manifest the life of Christ. In all kinds of adversity, we must seek God and examine our life at all times. Let's go to Second Chronicles 26.5. Second Chronicles twenty six five. And he sought God in the days of Zacchaeus, who had understanding in the vision of God, and as long as he sought the Lord God made him to prosper. But if we don't go through the trials and tribulation that God may allow to happen, you can't prosper. This is why you keep going backwards. You don't, and then y'all calling me, Pastor. You got a word? No, I don't have no word for you. Is the Lord give me a word? People think that they can just, I can just turn on God like a light. I can't do that. Let 
why you won't surrender your total life to the Lord? Why is it that you're struggling and, 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 and believing in the Holy Ghost and believing in Donald Trump won the election? That don't sound right. Born again, sanctified Christians being deceived by the devil and still believe this day that he lost the election. You can believe a lie. A person can tell a lie, and that's called propaganda, and people go and fall into it. Pitiful. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, For whom the Lord loved, he chastened and scourged every son whom he received. Now, he has to do that because we don't know how to trust the Lord. I didn't know how to trust the Lord. I trusted a 40 caliber running guns and selling cocaine. I trusted no one when I was in the street but my, my gun. I ain't trust nothing. Well, I trust the Lord more than my gun now. People will always let you down, but God won't. We're looking for something in the wrong place. It's God's word that sustains us. It's God's word that put us through trials and through tribulations to teach us how to trust him. Sure, it's uncomfortable. But at the end of the temptations and the trials or whatever, there is something that you get out of it, the strengthening of your faith to make your walk better with God. Now, for some Christians, they don't want to be chastened by the Lord for nothing. Then they're bastards. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteth not? But if ye be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. And there are a lot of Christians that don't want to be chastened by God and call themselves Christians and bastards. You don't want to believe that Donald Trump lost the election. You want to believe in your mind. That ain't God. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjects unto the fathers and spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pledges. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. If we don't allow God to chasten us, he cannot clarify and clean up some of these thoughts of ours, some of these belief systems that may be in error, to pull you away from really trusting in him. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. Now, if you've got a problem with your mind, and wanting to believe everything, that's not going to be applicable for you. It takes faith to trust the Lord. It takes trials to trust the Lord. If you were shipwrecked, would you trust the Lord like Paul did? Let me show you some sufferings that this man went through if he trusted the Lord. I, I'm not painting Christianity as some easy way to walk through the tulips. 
that they don't, I just can't do it because it's not real. You're going to suffer for righteousness' sake, but that's not a popular conversation to teach on. But if I was on here telling people you're going to be getting computers, I went to a church pitiful. They were dancing up and down, and we're going to get a computer. We're going to get a Mercedes Benz. We're getting a house. All these things that you're going to leave behind, you're going to get. Can't carry it with you. See, the kingdom of God requires suffering in order to enter. The kingdom of God requires even sometimes separating from family members who your blood brothers or sisters or cousins, but yet not born again and saved. How are you going to trust the Lord with that? There's a reward for sacrifice. When you allow God to put you through the fire, he's going to be with you. Sometimes he may not say nothing while you're going through the trial. Let's just see where, you, where you're going. Sometimes when I can't hear the Lord and when I have to trust him, pray in tongues. I pray in tongues. And then he'll say, tell people to give certain times. And I obey him. It's not easy. But ain't nothing easy. Salvation is daily. And if we don't allow God to correct us, how are we going to grow in God? Christians don't want to, don't, sermons like this ain't going to be too popular. They don't want to hear this. But if I was speaking about a million dollars coming out of heaven, flowing, let it rain with money, oh, people be really listening. Salvation is not based on monetary value. Did you understand that? The perils of the rich, they don't trust the Lord. They don't have to. They get what they want. And it's harder for them to enter into the kingdom of heaven because they don't trust the Lord. And Jesus looked around and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Now, if you got all these riches that Creflo down and lied to you on, it's going to be hard for you to enter to the, to the kingdom of God. Leroy Thompson, dancing on money. I don't like preachers like that. Pastors using the amplified version to teach people. That ain't need. That's that's pitiful. That's the most uh, unholy Bible I've ever seen in my life. That Bible don't have no revelation in it. Just interpreting from the fleshly perspective. And oh, uh, a person that don't know the Bible can sound very great reading that. That's not trusting in the Lord. He that have an ear to hear, let him hear. God wants you to totally trust him, no matter what circumstances that you're in, and to stand. And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered and said unto him, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Is that you? Because if you're trusting in riches, you ain't going to be able to enter to the kingdom of God. You you got it wrong. It don't work like that. It is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished 
out of measure saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looking unto them saying, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. God does not want to see his children not trust him. It hurts him. And there must be a disciplinary process for that, which is allowing God to chasten you. And this ain't no really popular conversation. I don't ever get any feedback when I teach this. I would like to get a one or two on this one because it's not what your flesh wants to hear. See, the flesh don't want to submit to God at all. And if you're getting the flesh to get involved with you trusting the God, you're going to miss the blessing. Because you're going to look on sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. That ain't trusting the Lord. The word says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Now, when you get your own understanding in there, God has to correct that because that's what's blocking you from trusting the Lord, trying to get it on your own understanding. Won't work. There's a reward for sacrifice. Most Americans are not patient. Most people in America are very materialistic. They live over here to get a house, an astronomical car note. I don't see how they do it. 2018, 2019, five, six hundred dollars a month. I don't. I, 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 I got two thousand one four Taurus to pay for. I got seven hundred. And A12 credit. I don't use credit. I don't use it. I trust the Lord. Now, is anything wrong with using credit? At a certain time, if you need it, you can, you know, get something to get you out of a hole and pay it right back off. But we can't use credit cards to trust God. Credit cards is not the problem. Not the, <laughs> that ain't the essential key. Well, I got a credit card. I'm going to be okay. No, you got to pay it back with 30% interest. Everything that you do without trusting God has a price to it. God wants you to yield yourself to him. Allow him to put you through some scenarios to train you to trust him. Wouldn't it be nice for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his son Jesus, to correct and change you, to be disciplined enough so that you won't make the same mistake that you made over and over, trusting them, not trusting them, trusting them, backwards and forth, being schizophrenia and being double-minded or wavering one or the other. That ain't trusting the God. I have to trust the Lord for $1,000 every month, and I don't have to beg and go out in the post sign, hey, I need $1,000, y'all, can y'all send me the money? That ain't going to work. I have the total trust the power of God to move in people's hearts. I don't believe in manipulating people and talking 30 and 40 minutes up on your money. That's a waste of time. I, I believe in teaching. But there's a reward when we allow God to chasten us, to correct us, and to teach us areas in our life that we're not applying to apply correctly so that we can be blessed correctly, not incorrectly. God doesn't want to have a wild man spirit that 
it's not disciplined in the things that he's given you in order for him to give you something to trust you with. To whom much is given, as much is required. The problem that we have is that we don't want God to correct us and to chasten us and to put us in positions where we have to trust him and learn from that. Most Christians don't want that. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lord, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel. There is no man that have left that. None. That's deep. Then he says, this is Mark chapter 10, 29, 30. But he shall receive A hundredfold, that's after the trials and tribulations, after you have given everything up for Christ. You're going to get something back. But this ain't what people want to hear because they're in the now. Most Christians are in the now, the now Christians. <laughs> but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. You can get it by trusting him. You can get it by allowing him to change you by allowing him to show you why you're not trusting him. You have to have a personal relationship with God more than the preacher. I don't like people looking up to me. I really don't like to be called Apostle Emmett Overton. Just call me Emmett Overton. I know what I am. I'm a brother in the Lord, humble. Sent one to do radio. That's the Apostle. Okay, fine. But the titles and, 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 and all this, I don't want nobody looking up to me. I want you to look up to the Lord. I want you to allow God to chasten you. The Lord told me when I got back from Jamaica, discipline. And since I got here, I have, through his mercy, trusted him. He has fixed my pipe, which I had a leak. He's fixed my air condition. He, my transmission went out. He's fixed that. Trusting him. He's meeting my needs trusting him but I had to go through a lot of trials and a lot of error to get to this point a lot of stupidity on my behalf about not waiting on him and doing things in the flesh see when you don't wait on the Lord and trust him you're going to do it on your own and then when you do it on your own you're going to mess things up because now you're putting your confidence in your own self which is what the devil wants you to do and move you away from the fellowship of God and put you under the curse. See, he, the devil was very, very subtle. And he'll sit back there and make you make the mistake and then come. See, some of you don't want to receive instructions. Even the Sabbath observance, you don't want to trust the Lord in that because you don't believe in it. Thus says the Lord, 
unto me, Go and stand in the gate of the children of the people, whereby the king of Judah come in, and by that which they go out, and all of the gates of Jerusalem. And say unto them, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye kings in Judah, and Judah of all inheritance of Jerusalem, that enter in by the gates, thus says the Lord. Take heed to yourself, and bear not burdens on the Sabbath day, nor bring it by the gates and carry it in. You will. You don't trust the Lord that there's a Sabbath. But you want to trust him to pay your bills. You don't trust the Lord that the Holy Ghost can come upon you. But you want him to pay your bills. Everything in American Christianity is based on monetary value. This is why I don't find it very amusing to live in this country. But he shall receive a hundredfold nine this time, houses, brothers, sisters, and mothers and children and lands with precautions and in the world to come eternal life. We're trying to get to eternal life. We're not trying to stay here on this earth that long because we're just like a vapor, James 4, 4, coming in and coming out. So we really need to allow God to chasten us, to put us in a position whereby we are serving regardless of circumstances. That's really true Christianity. Let me give you a little clips of what I'm saying. I would like for you to turn to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 22nd and 23rd verse. Second Corinthians 11, 22, and 23. Second Corinthians, please. I was in First Corinthians. I'm sorry. Second Corinthians, chapter eleven, verse twenty-two, and verse twenty-three. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelis? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they the ministers of Christ? Speak as a fool. I am more in labor, more abundant in stripes, above measures in prison, more frequently, in death often. This is Paul now. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Five times he was beaten, 40 times. 
He trusted in the Lord. What about you? First lick, you ready to quit and denounce Christ. Twice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Twice I suffered shipwreck at night. And day I have been in the deep. In journeying often in piers of waters, in piers of robbers, in piers by my own countrymen, in piers by the heathen, in piers in the city, in piers in the wilderness, in piers in the sea, in piers among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often in hunger and thirst, in fasting oft, in cold and in nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which come upon me daily. We care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must need glory, I will glory of the things which concern in my infirmities. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. <clears throat> this is the Apostle Paul explaining all of his troubles, and yet he trusts God. Now, I'm saying this because you ain't even been through this. So why are you complaining? The Holy Spirit, through Paul's words, revealed the anguish and sufferings of someone fully committed to Christ. And Christians don't want to suffer. That's why they don't want to trust the Lord. You trust the Lord, you're going to suffer for righteous sake. That's in the Bible. This ain't money coming unto me. Now, this stop money coming unto me. You go to Greater Works and listen to that stuff, or T.D. Jakes and that easygoing gospel that really don't deal with confrontation of evil, but substance that makes you hear and understand something that's not even biblical. Obviously, it can't carry it with you, so why is it important for the gospel? Things are not as important. The Bible speaks about things that are so important. The Bible says you can't carry nothing with you. Definitely can't carry it with you. I'll give you the scripture. The anguish and sufferings of someone fully committed to Christ, his word and the cause for what Christ died. Paul was in fellowship with God, sitting in symphony with the hearts and patterns of Christ. Here are 12 ways Paul shared his sufferings. Much tribulation encountered in serving God, Acts 14.22. What about you? Can God trust you on your job to stand and let people see the peace of Christ in you even when things are bad? That's being developed by God. Most Christians really like to ride on their emotions. I call them emotional roller coasters. Everything they do, deal with their soul and their emotion, their feelings. And if you're in your feelings, there's no way that God can chasten you to teach you how to trust them because you are moving on your feelings. That will get you in trouble with the Lord. The Bible says we walk not by sight, but by faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7. When we walk on sight, it moves us away from trusting God. It allows the mind and the imagination 
of the thoughts, and thou shalt think an evil thought, Ezekiel 38, 10, and you think that thought that God ain't going to help you, and then, you, you know, the devil will set you up real good now because he got you looking. He got you analyzing. He got you trying to figure him out, figure God out, and God weighs as neither yours. It's totally opposite, Isaiah 55, 8. Therefore, it brings separation from you and God in order for God to allow you to suffer and humble you to teach you how to trust him. You, you won't go through the test. But you want to call me and get and ask for a prayer. I'll pray for you, but you got to suffer. And that's something that Christians don't want to hear. You got to go through, you got to pay a price. This, this wasn't, when I first started this ministry, I went seven months and then get not one dime. Seven months. But I trusted the Lord. I've learned how to teach the uncompromised word of God. You don't never hear live deliverance making commercials. Uh, you go down the street in Highway 85 in Atlanta. I can put billboards up there. God didn't tell me to do that. I don't have to commercialize the gospel. All I got to do is teach it. And he will bless whom he wants to come through this radio station. God wants you to be totally sold out. God doesn't want you to be wavering in trusting him. But God has to put you in positions to correct you, but you have to let him. As he says, if you're not with chastisement, you're bastards and you're not sons. And there are a lot of Christians call themselves trusting in God, but it's only in monetary and value. Great distress and overwhelming sin in society that bothered Paul. Serving the Lord with many tears. Some of you can't do that. Are you rooted before I close? Can the devil take the word away from you? Can you sow something and believe it? Can you sow something and not look at the circumstances and say, I'm going to trust the Lord. The Lord is going to bring me through. I did not have any money to repair water leak in my house. You have two repairs in the state of Georgia that they can re to do it with. The first one, I thought I fixed it. I had to get up in the morning and take a ply of plies and turn the water off and hurry up in here and take a shower. That went on for two months. I trusted God. R.J. Maverick, a friend of mine, a brother in the Lord, I called him. He came over and said, where's this water coming from? And he noticed that I had Freon, 427H. I had bought some Freon because my air conditioning went out. Now, when my air conditioning went out, I wasn't mad at God. I just went to the book of Job. And I said, if Job can go through this, I can go through this. The Lord told me, discipline, stay home, don't spend no money. Stay home, stay in the Word, prepare the radio ministries, and wait patiently for me. And I obeyed his instructions. And God moved on that brother's heart. He said, my air condition is very low. He said, can you give me the rest of that? How many gallons? I had about three, four gallons left in there. He said, I'll fix this, and we swapped. That's God. 
my transmission went out. I ain't know how I was going to get it fixed. I got VA meetings. I got to go per certain places to go to different homes to do house blessings for home exorcisms. I did not even think of how I was going to get something done. I just trusted him with all my heart. And if he can come to pass for me, he can come to pass for you. But are you allowing the devil to choke your faith out? Are you allowing Satan to come into your mind to make you not trust the Lord? Planting faith to believe and not allow him to take the word out of your heart, he will do it. If your foundation of Christianity is not based on true salvation, you will not be able to trust the Lord. Closing statement, please. Mark chapter 4, verse 1, And he began to teach by the seaside, and there gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into the ship, and set in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto him, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured. Fowls of the air, spirits, Ephesians 2.2. 2. And some fell on stony ground, where it, had, where it had not much in earth. And immediately it sprung up, because it had no depth of the earth. That could be you in your life. It'll spring up. You'll be happy for a minute, but you won't let God carry you through the, to the trials and sufferings. And then you rebel against God, and then you get mad at God, and then you leave. That ain't trusting in the Lord. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. If your salvation is is not based on the merits that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that you love Him, and that you are calling on Him, there is no name whereby Man can be saved but the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. And if you sincerely believe that, you will not waver. Some of you come to salvation wrong. And these are the ones who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the faithful who are going through trials and tribulations and suffering and rejoicing. Even though they don't understand what they're going through, they're rejoicing. I don't like to suffer, but I know that, that these sufferings and these tribulations that, I, that, that God has carried me through has brought my faith to another level where I don't worry about how my bills are going to get paid. Because it's a sin. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Is that you? And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. And he said unto him, He that have an ear, let him hear. And when he was alone, They that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto him, 
Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without all things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, least at any time they should be converted, and their sins shall be forgiven them because of faith. Notice he said something, that seeing they may see, that's faith, and not perceive. See, when you start perceiving, you're going to lose trust in the Lord because it's your mind. Your mind is your worst enemy. When it's time to trust the Lord, those demons are going to come into your mind. And they're going to tell you that God ain't going to, ain't going to work for you. Why don't you go pawn the gun or go pawn them? Go sell your body. I have heard all kinds of excuses of how the devil has snatched people away from trusting in God. Well, Capital One just called for a loan. The Bible said, oh, no man, nothing to love him. I don't believe in debt. It's not God. You know, the Lord told me that I don't bless people with no credit card. That's the world system. God don't use credit card. See, when God gives you something, there ain't no interest. But when the world gives you something, there's interest. So a lot of people think that they're trusting the Lord based on their credit. That ain't trusting the Lord. That's just using a system in this country that makes it so popular. That's why everybody want to come over here. To me, ain't nothing but a scam of the devil. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, how then ye know all parables? The sower sowed the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, watch this, Satan come immediately and take it away, the word that was sown in their hearts. That's a lack of faith. When something like this happens to people, that's a lack of faith, and I have seen this over and over. You should not allow, the Bible said, give the devil no place, Ephesians 4.27. You should not allow the devil to take the word away from you because the word is all you got. And if he can snatch it out your heart, then you need to ask God to create in you a clean heart and a new heart so you can sustain yourself to trust the Lord. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony grounds who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. I haven't seen this so many times when people call. Watch this. And have no root in themselves. If you're not rooted in the word of God, you're going to fail. And so endured, but for a time afterward, watch this now, when afflictions and persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. That's a lot of you. You won't trust the Lord now because you got offended. You're mad at God. Now you're ready to leave God because it ain't working the way how you want it to work. And now you go trust in your flesh. Lord have mercy, Jesus. And you go put a curse on yourself, which is what the devil wants you to do. So you go back to trusting in you. And that ain't going to work. Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man that trusted in man, and maketh flesh his own, and whose heart departed from the Lord. The devil wants your heart to depart from the Lord so he can kill you, steal from you, take your joy, get you to get mad at God and not mad at him. He's a master at doing it. The choice is yours. 
Will you allow the Lord to teach you how to trust him? Will you allow the Lord to humble you through circumstances so that you can get rid of your pride and fall in fellowship with him as obedient children? The just should live by faith. The founding fathers of faith made a beautiful statement in the book of Hebrews. And it shows how these people received this faith by what they went through. We're close. Are you going to let the devil take the word out of your heart where you can't trust the Lord? Is it really worth that? Is your salvation based on monetary value? If it is, you're in some trouble. Faith is defined such as Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not seen, hope not seen. And you can get to that, you can get to faith. For by the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that these things which are seen were not made of things which do appear, that is faith. And if the devil can keep, keep you away from that and allow you to look, meditate, look at on sight and, and listen to these crazy demons that's talking to your mind and not casting down the imaginations or these thoughts, well, you don't need to wait on God. You can go palm that gun over there and you'll be all right. People have actually called me and t- I'm, I'm telling you off experiences of what I have encountered over 15 years. There's a lack of faith with Christians and a lack of impatience. Allow God to chasten you. Allow God to put you in a situation where he can train you so that when it's time to get your blessing, you'll be blessed. He wants to bless you. The skepticism is your enemy. The doubt is your enemy. The negative thinking is your enemy. The demons in your mind is your enemy. Do you cast down these imaginations and say, I'm going to trust the Lord. I am not going to allow my mind rover and make me figure out what I'm going to do. Because if you do that, again, you put a trust in your flesh and the devil gets a curse on you. You don't need that. Thus says the Lord God, cursed be the man that trusted in man. You remember when I said earlier, I don't trust nobody? I don't trust no man because I don't want no curse on me. I don't trust no man, none, zero. I don't care if you're a pastor, I don't trust you. Because the Bible tells me I'm not supposed to trust in, 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 in man. 
Thus says the Lord God, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, who maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Trust in the Lord has to deal with your heart, the conditions of your heart. And if your heart is not right, you are not going to have a successful understanding of trusting in the Lord. We will continue this on part two here with our telethon. This is our annual telethon where we last year we only received $35 in two weeks. The purpose for the telethon is to raise money for headsets. We need some headsets. And I got it. I got them taped up. And uh, I believe that God will. And I know that he will. And I pray that the Lord will move on your heart, not for me to talk you into your money. That's witchcraft. I pray that if this has been a blessing to you, that the Spirit of the Lord will move on your heart to sow a seed. I pray that you will understand the Sabbath and not get caught up in the traditions of the world. I pray that the Lord can minister to your heart and that you can obey it and receive it and go through the trials and the tribulations that it requires in order for you to have eternal life. I pray blessings upon you. I pray that you will get more closer in these last days to totally trust God and not any politician. They don't have the answer. The answer is the Bible. And I pray that you will allow this manual, Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth, change your life. God bless you. Please sow a seat. Go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of our icon, we have a PayPal site. Sow a seat to keep us on air. That's all I say. And I ask that the Lord move on those who are able to give and those who are not, that he will move on their heart to supply a way that they can give. The Bible says give freely. But a lot of people have been burnt out, burnt out by pastors, woke out. They done wore them out with money. And then they come over here and expect for me to labor all day and not get nothing. (laughs) A labor is not worth of his hire. We're not doing that anymore. That's over. I can't let the devil take me out of my blessing. So give us unto the Lord. Colossians 3.17 and 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it whole heart as unto the Lord. Repent today and ask the Lord to forgive you for not trusting in him. Go through the boot camp training. Go through the scourging. Let him chasten you so that you can really be a son and not a bastard. Learn how to trust him in all circumstances that you will not waver on your faith because that is what it's going to take for us in these last days to make it in society. Shalom and God bless. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.